Dub Nation, you're listening to the Warriors Post Up with the voice of the Warriors, Tim Roy. A screen takes a three off the dribble. It's no good. Rebound Payton out to Wiggins above the break. Let's it fly. No good. Rebound Looney. Payton the pool inside Wiggins. Pump it goes up. Flips it on the rim. No good. Rebound Looney. Put back. Good. Looney. Are you kidding? Devon Looney. A ball magnet. Curry will bring it up. Curry drives, scores, he's got 50! A 50-point playoff game for Stephen Curry in a Game 7. Come on, Looney's going to be our guest. Well, first of all, you... If, if I had a vote, you would even with Steph scoring 50s today, you might get my MVP vote today. Right. I'm, MVP of the him. I'm a big man. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to Loon. <laughs> you can get the Warriors Radio MVP. There's no trophy. There's no trophy and no money. Okay, you know. Still take it. Hey, just just tell me about this. Tell, let's talk about all the work you've done in your career to get to this point. Talk a little bit about that, and have you reflected on that? At times, uh, I haven't reflected on it, but it's been a lot, a lot of work, a lot of waiting, a lot of patience, and uh, you, know, you live for moments like these. You train all summer, and uh, to playing games like this, uh, I got to watch a lot early in my career uh, from the sideline games like this, and waiting on my moment. And, you know, today I got to really play in one, and I wanted to make an impact, and I felt like I was able to. Well, it's the third time you've had three 20-plus rebounds in a series. I know you work a lot with uh, Coach Decky there. What what has he done for you? He's done a lot for me. Uh, you know, challenging me to be better, you know, setting goals, uh, you know, focusing on technique and the, and the details and rebounds. He's not going out there for his effort, but uh, studying the science and different things like that. And, uh, you know, every in, in the game, when uh, he sees me struggling a little bit or not going as hard, he always challenges me to go get the rebound, go get the rebound, be, be uh, aggressive. And uh, I've been doing that all year, and it's been paying off. How much have you studied, Loon, where the shot's taken and then where that shot is most likely to come off so you can put yourself because sometimes it looks like the ball just finds you yeah. but you've already found that position because you kind of know if the shot's taken from here and it's missed there's a good chance this is where it's going to end up right uh definitely no i, I study a lot uh now i'm blessed to play with some of the great great shooters uh, ever so they're pretty consistent with their misses they uh you know, they all kind of miss the same all the time so i know where to be at uh you know they draw so much attention that uh i'm able to kind of roam free sometimes and uh, take advantage of that and uh but I dedicate a lot of time to that. What about the defense? Because tonight uh, you held the Kings to, I think it was like 28, uh, maybe 30 points in the paint, which was low for the series. And that's that was a problem for you guys at times. Fox getting to the middle, Monk getting to the middle. Yeah. But you shut that off today. What, what did you guys do differently? Uh, we had to make some adjustments. had to move up on the screens. You know, uh, Fox and Monk were great shot makers. The Sabonis is a great screen setter and great passer. So uh, we couldn't take everything away, but we tried to take away the paint touches and uh, make them make tough threes. And uh, I think we did a good job today. They're one of the best offenses we played against all year. Uh, we got to really test our defense. Kavana, we, we have to ask you a, at least one question about Steph. And I know you want to get in there, so this will be our last question. But just talk about 
his will and ability to just t- put this game on his back and make sure you guys were in position to win. Yeah, well, from tip off, we just knew uh, he came out aggressive. Uh, you could tell he set the tone. He wasn't gonna let us lose. When your best player uh, comes out there and plays like that, everybody kind of con- uh, follows. You know, uh, we see him you know, being aggressive and taking care of the ball and really focused and locked in on another level, and he uh, carried us uh, with him. 11 points, 4 assists, 21 rebounds, 10 offensive rebounds. He did it all series. Congratulations. Job well done, and get some sleep for Tuesday. <laughs> all right, thank you. All right. Congrats, Lou. Come on, Looney. Uh, great guy and a great player. Golden State Warriors have come to Sacramento. They win game seven as they knock off the Kings 120-100 to in one of the best Playoff performances in NBA history by Stephen Curry. 50 points in 38 minutes, 20 of 38 shooting, 7 of 18 beyond the arc, 3 of 5 from the free throw line. The only thing he didn't do right, he missed two free throws on one trip, which was amazing. Eight rebounds, six assists for Steph and for Curry on the afternoon. He only had one turnover. Warriors had only seven for the game. And that's a huge key for them. Anytime they're, they're under 10 turnovers, they give themselves such a much better chance to win the game. And they did that. And I, I think, you know, as we saw it in game five coming down the stretch, that was the first time the experience factor showed. Uh, Sacramento sped up a little bit, didn't take good shots. And I think it showed in the second half. Uh, and the, the Kings just ran out of gas and just did not have that belief that they were going to win. Before we get started, though, superstar artist and composer Ricardo Arjona is still coming to Chase Center on May the 5th. This will be the first time his tour is in San Francisco. Don't miss out. Get your tickets now at ChaseCenter.com. Yeah, but, just a, a tremendous effort by by the defense. They had 26 points in the paint with six minutes left to go in the game, and the game was decided at that point. They ended up with 36. Some of those were at the very end of the game, garbage time, when they took out the starters. So that was huge. They had had upwards of 60 points. I think it was game one they had 60 points in the paint. So turnovers down, limits fast break opportunities. Offensive rebounds were down. In fact, the Warriors were the ones that ended up, they crushed the Kings in the second half. The Warriors had six second chance points in the first half, 18 second chance points in the second half and a lot of that uh, was because of Kevon Looney. Steph just said we're not losing. I'm going to carry us. I, I got it and they needed him because Clay Thompson struggled early and often. He had a couple shots but for the most part that wasn't Clay shooting the ball so they needed every bit of those 50 in the, in the first half. They needed him to score because no one else was really scoring but the fact they forced the Kings into shooting 47 threes, only making 12 of them, uh, really was the, the story of the game. Just limiting penetration was, was key. And then they just could not get going from the three-point line. And the more you fall away, the more you fall behind, the tougher those shots become. And then the Warriors have been in this situation before, so they know how to handle this situation and they just kept getting good shot after good shot and even if they missed it Looney got it and just gave it to him again for for another shot at it so just a a really nice effort uh fun series but Warriors move on and if I feel like we're done like that was a a final conference finals type game yeah okay yeah now you're going to the second round 
Second round. And now you got the Lakers. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, this is like, uh, for all the years we missed out on the California teams, Tim. We're yeah. getting paid back right now. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the other part about this, too, is it's just, you know, again, uh, it, it's a world now where, where people don't get the kind of credit they should get sometimes because there's always people trying to tear them down. But I, I'm telling you, uh, from the opening tip, Stephen Curry uh, wanted this game badly. He yep. was not going to let the Warriors lose, and he was the difference. He was the answer. But yeah, you're right, their defense was really, really good and was their best defensive game, I thought, of the series, and they did it at the right time. But, man, just what a performance by that. Um, just the first 50-point game seven in NBA history. Well, he's an all-timer. Yeah. I mean, he just is. Uh, what he does, how he controls the game, controls the tempo. And, again, we've talked about him distorting the defense more so than maybe any other player in NBA history just because of the range that he has and how he can get into shots from that range. It just really, it, you're not used to playing defense that way. And he doesn't have to. Uh, force the threes either. I mean, he's more than capable of scoring in the paint, as we saw, and ones, blow-bys, where he saw no rim protection and just went straight to the rim. little pump fake, you got to jump at it. You don't want him getting a wide-open shot. You do that, he goes by you. And he's so crafty with his layups, too. And a couple of them showed the benefit of bulking up just a little bit over the years and getting stronger, being able to take those hits and being able to finish through the contact. Whether it was called or not, he is able to finish through it. So, uh, no, he's amazing. He, re he really is. You, you watch him play day in and day out. And, again, you said it before, he makes the incredible look uh, pretty mundane, just like oh, that's, that's, that's Steph. But the only reason he does that is because you compare Steph to Steph. Right? That's, right. What we, that's what we do. We don't compare Steph to the rest of the league. We compare Steph to Steph, and Steph on a day-in, day-out basis is just amazing. And the shots you guys uh, uh, hear or see, those are shots he works on every day. Like, he's not out here just trying stuff. Like, well, let me try this, see if this works. He, he, he works on those shots, those little finger rolls that go 10 feet up in the air and dry. He works on those shots. I remember the first time I saw him go out to the logo in warm-ups. I'm going, what is he doing? He'll never take that shot in the game. <laughs> and, and? Yeah, there you go. Start firing yep. away. Although I did want to see that one, whether it was going to be a sky hook or whatever the heck it was going I to know. be. And he got fouled. I was like, okay, what's this going to be? Because he dribbled from right to left underneath the bucket and then circled back around into the middle of the paint. And it looked like he was getting ready to throw up a sky. I was like, oh, what's this going to be? And he got fouled, so he never got to see it. I was a little dis I'm going to have to ask about that. Well, he is our electrifying player of the game, brought to you by Toyota, class-leading MPG, and more hybrid models than any other brand. Toyota, let's go places. I think uh, that was an easy one, huh? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was probably the easiest one of the year. <laughs> exactly. So here it is now, the, the second round, the conference yeah. semifinals. Nuggets, the number one seed. Boston's the number two. Philadelphia's the number three. The Suns are a number four seed. The Knicks are a number five. The Warriors are a number six. The Lakers are number seven. And the Heat are number eight. So there you go. Wow, got them all. Got them all. Playing billiards. Yeah. Who's going to get knocked out first? Don't know. And if you had your way, 
Yep. With a reseeding, it would be Warriors and Suns. It would be Warriors and Suns. I think that's the fairest way to do it. But again, I don't. Again, in the Western Conference, I don't think you're catching much of a break. No. Eastern Conference is a little bit different. But if Embiid isn't playing, then Boston's probably cool playing Philadelphia. And it, I, I read some today where Embiid's it may be a, a little more severe than they thought. So who knows? It's just you know what? Again, I don't want to get into it again, but. It's a bummer when you can't see the best players in the playoffs. It really is. And that's going to be probably the league MVP. In the West, I don't think it made a difference. Like, if you're Denver, you're catching much of a break getting getting the Suns over the Lakers right now because the Lakers are really good. And they're, they're playing really well. Playing really well, and they're going to present a different type of challenge for the Warriors. Size. They are big. Size. They have athletic wings yeah. who are long. And Anthony Davis, last game down in L.A., just chewed them up, and they didn't have a lot of answers for, for him. So that one's gonna be, that one's gonna be a lot of fun. I, look, I always root for the, the geographical rivalries to kind of become rivals, not just because they're geographical rivalries, but because of play and because you're meeting in the playoffs and you're. Uh, oh, by the way. I wanted to add. I wanted to ask you something. I'm going to stop myself sure. real quick. Game favorite game sevens. Yes. Other than the Warriors, is your favorite game seven one that took place in the Bronx? Yes. Yeah. That's yes. What I Other figured. than the Warriors. Yeah. yeah that, that's kind of. I think <laughs> it was uh, 2004. Yeah, 2004. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I enjoyed that one too. To be honest with you, I did enjoy that a lot. But so the Lakers and the Warriors. I think the last time they played, I was on the Warriors back in '91 when we played the uh, the Lakers. I don't know that they played them. Since then, hopefully this one works out better for the Warriors and that one worked out for us because that didn't work out all that well for us. But it's cool. You get the NorCal, SoCal thing going on. These teams haven't been good, like, like ever, like legitimately good, like championship good ever. So this, to me, is going to be a lot of fun to watch this. And you get two of the biggest names in the history of sports, Steph and LeBron, playing, and then a lot of really good players. So this I'm really looking. I was looking forward to this one. I'm equally looking forward to this one too. Well, it starts on Tuesday. It's going to be a seven o'clock uh, tip, six thirty pregame show on our flagship station, ninety-five-seven. The game, the Warriors Radio Network, and then Thursday, six o'clock with the tip, five thirty with the pregame show against the Lakers. And then Saturday and Monday down in LA, five uh, thirty tip on Saturday, a seven o'clock tip on Monday. So, yeah. wow, wow, every other day. I like it. Every other day. Yeah, let's get it moving. Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be that way for a while. Nice. But uh, hopefully the Warriors will be able to get their rest and bounce back. Man, you got about 12, 48 hours and get back out and get after it. It's crazy. You know, they just played the other night. In less than 48 hours, you play again. And yeah. And bang, right back at it. It's. I, I tell you what, Lakers looked scary good that last game against Memphis. Yes, they did. They just smashed them. And so, again... Yeah, go ahead. I, I'm not big on Memphis and their um, – uh, and you're right, by the way, 91, the Western Semis, that's the last time okay. uh, the Warriors played the Lakers in the playoffs. But the, I, I'm, I thought Memphis would have a, a, an ending like that. I just thought this year mentally they just uh, just weren't there, I thought, with, yeah. especially with the John Morant stuff and without Clark and Adams. Uh, I just felt they were going to uh, crumble a little bit there because I, I just don't like them – 
mentally right now. Yeah. They have a long way to go. Yeah, uh, Adams and Clark really hurt against the Lakers in particular. Yeah. They needed some size. They didn't have any size in that series. Yeah, the whole, you know, I, I soured on them too. Uh, they, they did a lot of stuff this year. And then you got to be you got to be pros. You got to talk to the media after the games. You can't walk out. Yeah. I mean, that's it's garbage. part of your job. It's why you get paid so much money. Yeah. I mean, you can't just do Nah, I don't want to talk. Like if you're going to talk when it's good, talk when it's bad. Like if you don't ever want to talk, then just say I'm never talking and pay the fine uh every time. Uh but don't don't yuck it up and be cool with talking to the media when you win and then when you lose, say I have nothing to say. That's just garbage to me. And and super unprofessional. So yeah, I didn't know they were going to lose like that, but I I, I get your point, and I, I I tend to agree with it. So I, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm rested. I'm good to go. Let's go, Lakers, Warriors. It has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? It does. The uh, Warriors are the third team seeded, sixth or worst to have a home court advantage in the playoff series. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, the Clippers had one back in 2006. Because remember, they used to give a higher seed if you won your division. Yeah, that's but the Clippers right. had a better record than Denver, so they had the home court in that one. Okay, but um, yeah, it doesn't happen often in basketball. It doesn't it? I remember one year in hockey, the five, six, seven, eight, one, the one, two, three, four was out. Wow, <laughs> hockey's crazy though. It, it is any, crazy anyway in hockey. The five and the six had uh, had home ice. I was like, okay, this is uh, this is wild. But yeah, basketball. I don't know even know how far you'd have to go back to find four teams that advanced from the first round that didn't have home court because that doesn't happen very often. You know, you'll see a six three occasionally, uh, five four that'll happen, but there's four of them: two in the East, two in the West this year. And we kind of thought that would be the case, right? With the Lakers being a completely different team. And the Warriors just kind of, you know, going through the motions sometimes in the regular season. But we all knew what they're capable of. Like, okay, those teams could really present some problems. I don't know that anybody would have thought that the uh, that the uh, Heat were going to uh, going to win that series. Like that one was a shocker, and a lot of it was Giannis being hurt. Knicks, that one made sense. That was one you looked at and go, okay, that's probably going to be pretty tight. I could I could see the Knicks winning that series and, and the Lakers and the Warriors, but not the Heat. The Heat was the one that was a real stunner, but it does add a, add a different twist to the playoffs this year because usually it's pretty much, you know, by the book, down the line, you get like a 1-2-3-5 or something like that, and then you move on into the second round. So I just hope, how about no more injuries? Yeah. Like it's everyone stay healthy and whoever wins wins but again this whole Embiid thing is kind of just a bummer Randall was out today with a sprained ankle just, I just want to see the best players play is that asking too much nope not, not asking much at all I think uh, just to get it out there and hopefully that's the way it's going to be the rest of the way and uh, you know before we uh, I let you go we should congratulate the Sacramento Kings on having a great year tremendous uh they're a franchise that's on the way up in a lot of ways not just on the basketball floor but the they are going to be a force to be reckoned with for years to come. Their, their core is young, they're talented, and um, just, uh, just, just crazy that, that they were able to put together that season and to do it the way they did and, and just to not have a long losing streak. They opened the season by losing four in a row. That was their longest losing streak all year. 
to do it consistently on the road, that's a really good sign if you're a Kings fan that they were a good road team this year because that's where you, you know, that's where you are able to change some things and get something, you know, going. But, uh, again, that De'Aaron Fox is a star. There's no question yes. about that. No. He is a star. And so this is going to be a good team uh, for a long time. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say they got a bona fide star. You have a rookie who I think has a chance to be a 20-point uh, night scorer in this league. I think Keegan Murray could be really, really good. Uh you have uh, some bench guys, and I think Herter, who didn't play well this series, didn't shoot the ball well this series at all, is a nice compliment to to Steph. You know, it reminds me a little bit, and not in in, in skill, but the way they're composed. Uh, Steph and Clay, where Herter can guard the bigger guards, right? And he he's defensively he's going to be more solid, uh, and he doesn't need to create. Although he does a little bit, but you have Fox creating, and he can be he can be a shooter. And then you have Sabonis, who is a very, very solid big guy. I mean, he's not near the upper echelon of big guys. Those guys are in another stratosphere. But he's right there. He's going to be solid throughout the course of the year. I think he'll continue to get better. I just like the way they could uh, compose the team. And and Mike Brown is a really good coach. So I, I like the way they play. It's a fun style. But the pieces fit. Like, you can see... The pieces, like when they had Halliburton and Fox, they didn't fit. Yeah, you know, it was like great. It's fun. You know, it was a fun combination. Is like Steph and Monte. You know, fun. You you, you could score 120, but and, does it does it really fit? Yeah, and they took a lot of heat on that trade right away. Yeah, people didn't see what what they saw, and by getting Sabonis, it just fit all their scores yes. perfectly. I mean, he's very clever. He's a, a good passer. Um, you know, and, and can get them some points in the paint. So, again, you know, they're going to learn from this, and they're going to get better. Yep. So. Now, I yep. like, guess what? When you look at the schedule next year and years moving forward, when you see Kings on it, those are going to be tickets people want. Exactly. And you can say, oh, cool, Kings are coming to town instead of, ooh, you want these? Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't have mine, sir. <laughs> uh, Draymond Green talking to ESPN Radio about facing the Lakers. Absolutely incredible team. Uh, I think, you know, what LeBron James has done and essentially taking a back seat. You know, he's playing out of the corner. Um, you know, he's playing like a traditional four. And it's been great for their team. So you got to give him a lot of credit. AD is playing out of his mind. Uh, he's been great on the defensive end, averaging more than five blocks a game. Be a very tough series, but I like the dogs I rode in with. That's Draymond Green. Again, we thank our friends at ESPN Radio for that. So, Tommy, we'll see you on Tuesday. I will be there. I look forward to it, Tim.